Even though you have the passion, you know, to bless Israel, you still care for us. You still care for the neighboring countries. You still care for people who are people. Doesn't matter what religion, what nationality they have and share the same hardship, pain, struggles, and you want to bless them and be there for them. What does the largest satellite network broadcasting to the Middle East have to do with the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Hi. And welcome to Inside the Epicenter with Joel Rosenberg, a podcast of the Joshua Fund, a ministry dedicated to blessing Israel and her neighbors in the name of Jesus. I'm Carl Muller, Executive Director of the Joshua Fund, and today we're talking with a very special guest here at the National Religious Broadcasters, someone whose passion for all the gospel into Arabic, Farsi, and many other languages has led her to this place, and we're going to hear her story today. Rita Elmonir, welcome. So glad to have you. You're the president, CEO of SAT7, the largest and most influential Arab world, Muslim world broadcasting satellite network. That's amazing to me. It's wonderful to have you join us on the podcast. Thank you, Carl, for having me. Thank you very much. Well, you know, at the Joshua Fund, our passion is uh, to not just uh, you know, bless Israel, but the neighbors, all of the countries surrounding Israel, and, and in a way that affirms and uh, blesses the historic and emerging Christian communities in those countries. I mean, we've been so blessed to talk about stories from Egypt and Lebanon and Syria and Iraq. We did some podcasts recently on the, the earthquakes in Turkey, and all through that region, Sat7 is broadcasting to believers and telling the story of believers from that region. So welcome. And I would just love, as we get into that uh, part of our conversation a little later, I want to know who you are. And I know our listeners will want to have, you know, some background from you. How did you become the head of such an amazing ministry? I'm still amazed that uh, as a woman, Lebanese woman, uh, lived during the hardship and war in Lebanon and with all the wounds and the challenges that I have faced as a child, mm. God used all this to make me where I am today, like the CEO of, yes, the largest or one of the largest <laughs> Christian ministries in the region. Wow. We're celebrating uh, at the end of this month, actually, 28 years 28. of broadcasting God's word to many countries in the Middle East and North Africa. But let me start by this. I really appreciate your passion, Carl and Joel, when I met you like a couple of years ago. Here in NRB. Yes, Yes, here in NRB. And um, seeing that even though you have the passion, you know, to bless Israel, you still care for us. You still care for the neighboring countries. You still care for people who are people. Doesn't matter what religion, what nationality they have and share the same hardship, pain, struggles, and uh, you want to bless them and be there for them. Well, talking about myself, let me go back (laughs) a few years back. Um, I was born uh, and raised uh, in Lebanon, as Mm -hmm. I said, and my childhood was a bit um, tough. Yeah. Uh, because of the war. Yeah. So I was born during the war and uh, my childhood... the Lebanese Civil War, right? The Lebanese yes. Civil yeah. War in the 70s. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my uh, dad was uh, so much uh, affiliated with the Christian militia in the country right. because we didn't have a proper army. Right. And my mother was very sick. 
And because of the war and uh, lack of medical care, uh, my mother passed away. And I was seven years of age and my sister was five. You were only seven and your mom yes, passed away. Yes, seven years uh, of in age. In the midst of a war. In the midst of the war. Wow. And not seeing my dad every day. We were going to an uncle to another uncle, to my grandma there. But it was very hard uh, and uh, challenging and fearful. I was fearful that one day also I will lose my dad. Because he's always like saying bye in the morning. He goes to war and I don't know. Or we don't know me and my sure. sister if we're going to see him again. But saying this, my dad played a great role in our lives. Well, two roles, actually. The first role that determined my ministry, my career today, mm-hmm. is television. Okay. So when we're in the midst of the war and the bombs are heavy and we're afraid, maybe sleeping in bunkers or sometimes sleeping in the safest room in the house. We put earth, you know, like around the windows and scared and nothing to do as kids. My dad will bring a television set, and it was black and white, and he will hook it to a car battery because we didn't have electricity, and he will let us watch television. I don't remember what we were watching, like maybe Egyptian soap operas, or I have no idea. But it was the time where we felt that we are distracted from what's happening outside. We cannot hear the bombs anymore. We don't, you know, like know anything about death and what's happening. It was a little window into normal. Yeah. Right? It was was kind of a refuge. Even though it was a false refuge, you know, like you are in the middle of the war. But it was a kind of a place where we felt secure. And each time the bombs are heavy or heavier, my dad will come and turn the volume up <laughs> to distract us what, from what's happening what a, what outside. What a simple but kind act for and children. The, yeah. And this determined, you know, like uh, our education, my sister and I, when we became Christian, committed Christian, we said, let's use media to give the security to people, especially children, but not a false security. Yeah. It's his hope. It's his love. It's Amen. his security. Amen. It's him in the midst Not of this Not just a distraction, but that's, a real solid that's foundation. Right, that's right. Yeah. The second role that played in, in our lives is the role of giving us the real image of God the Father. So when the bombs are heavy and a lot of you know, glass shattering around us, he will come cover us with his body. So if something happened, he will die instead of us. Mm. And this always gave wow. us the, the picture of God. He is there. Maybe he cannot let things go away. Wow. Uh, maybe like sometimes our prayers are not answered, but we're not alone. He is there. He is with us. Yeah. Maybe sometimes he cannot protect us. Always. I mean, my dad's body, you know, perhaps didn't protect us. He will die. We die. But at least we know that we're not alone. Wow. And this is, you know, like my first step into media. I worked in FIBA radio. It's like FEBC for for, for six years. And then Set7 wanted to meet media people who are committed Christians. And then they met me. Uh And I started in 1996. I was there. First broadcast, 31st of May, 1996. Wow. Producing and writing a children's show. Wow. Children's show because I didn't live a proper childhood. The, the Lord gave me heart for the children. I just wanted to play a role in their lives. I wanted to make a difference in their sure. lives. Like my dad or maybe television, right. you know, like played a role in my life. I wanted, you know, like just to touch these children with the programs that we produce. 
telling them about the love, the forgiveness, the peace, the reconciliation Beautiful. of the Lord. And this is how my journey with Set7 started. Wow. And now you're... Now you're CEO, and that when did that take place? That was like 2019, April 2019. Right, and yeah. of course, um, you don't live in Lebanon, though, right? Because I don't live no in Lebanon. Lives. No, I live now in Cyprus, Cyprus because our right. headquarters is in Cyprus. Got it. Yes. But I go to Lebanon often. I mean, why Lebanon? We have the largest studio in Lebanon for mm-hmm. the Arabic mm-hmm. and in Egypt as well. Sure. And then in Cyprus, we have two studios for the Farsi speaking, yes. you know, like set seven pars, right. uh, covering Iran and Afghanistan. We record, you know, programs with the Iranians there right. because we cannot record in Tehran yet. We don't know the future. Well, we'll get there. Uh, and then also we have a large studio in Istanbul, Turkey, where wow. we produce program in Turkish for Turkey. Wow. And these programs are produced uh, in these countries with native language speakers, and then they're uploaded and sent to people all over the region, yes, correct? Yes, I, I mean, we, we as Set7, we say we are for the people of the Middle East, by the people of the Middle East. So, yeah. in other words, we don't carry foreign speakers because yeah. we believe that Christianity was born in the Middle East. It's a Middle Eastern religion. And while Muslim watching us, we don't want them to think that Christianity is an imported religion. Amen. Amen. So, we broadcast, yes, on satellite uh, to you know, like Set7 Arabic to Arabic channel and kids channel, 24 hours, you know, kids channel in Arabic. And then we have the Set7 pars, as I said, Iran, Afghanistan, Set7 Mm -hmm. Turk in Turkish. Also, like we launched in 2021, it's called Set7 Plus, the first um, video on demand platform where you can binge watching all the programs in Turkish, Arabic and Farsi and streaming all our channels online in HD. Wow. Well, I want to talk with you uh, a lot about where your vision for all of this is going, but that, that streaming platform is fantastic. It's like the, uh, the Netflix for uh, Christian uh, broadcasting in the Middle East. <laughs> with, a, with a smaller budget. <laughs> yeah, a smaller budget. But you do an amazing work, and I like to... Uh, we, uh, we've had the privilege of, of coming alongside Sat7 uh, to produce some, uh, some programming for children and to help you know, facilitate that. Could you talk a little bit about that? Um, and then um, before we take a break, and then I want to uh, get really into your vision for where uh, Sat7 is going and, and, uh, and the future for ministry together. Well, uh, Joshua's Pond uh, really um, came alongside us in partnering with us to reach the young generation. And this is the heart of Sat7 today. Yeah. And tomorrow, yes. and maybe the day after tomorrow. <laughs> well, it comes from your so, heart for reaching yeah, into children you, yeah. right from the very beginning. I mean, you know, like um, there's 60% in the region under the age of 30. Wow. Yeah. And uh, when we talk together how we can partner and maybe you sense, you know, like our heart and it was also, you know, like according to your you yeah. know, vision, we decided that let's do something together and reach the youth, the young people. Yeah. And then we produced together, we partnered together to produce a program in Arabic for the young generation in the Arab world. Wonderful. And yes. now we're talking more about, okay, what about the rest of the world? Oh, yes. What about Iran? Where mm-hmm. also like uh, 70, 70 was it? 70%, yes, under the age of 29. Wow. It's a young generation so of, young. you know, like young people. Yeah. And if we today invest in people's heart while they're still young, yes. we can together change the face of the Middle East tomorrow. Well, well Rita, we're, we're going to come back uh, to that because there's, there's such an amazing intersection of passion 
for uh, reaching children in this region, bringing the gospel to places that, that we've talked about here on this podcast many times, Turkey, Iran, and of course the neighbors where we, where we do a lot of work. But we've got to take a quick break right now. And sure. then uh, when we get back, I really want to dive into all of the, the possibilities that God is bringing your way. Okay? Okay. All right, great. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Our verse of the day today is found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And our prayer request today, our pray that more people in the Middle East and North Africa are open and willing to accept Jesus Christ. And pray that the resources are available to propagate the gospel message in the Middle East, North Africa, and the entire region that Sat7 reaches. Well, we're back. Rita, I'm so blessed when you mentioned the partnership, the alignment that we have on this, this program around children. And specifically, I love to hear, you know, your, your vision for always focusing on children in all of these countries because the next generation is uh, is really where the, the battle will be won or lost. We, we know that. We know that children who receive the gospel are far more likely, or hear the gospel, are far more likely to receive it than uh, same people 10 or 15 years later. So uh, let me ask you this, because you mentioned Iran, you mentioned Turkey. Um, we sometimes think about Sat7 as just, you know, Arabic speakers. But, um, uh, you know, you, you have some vision for reaching into Iran and, and reaching into Turkey uh, tell me a little bit about uh, all of that. Well, a lot of times, you know, people ask, so you're reaching the Arab world, yes, and then Turkey, Sunni, yes, and then Iran, Shia, yes. How do you do that? Yes. And I always say, oh, it's his work. It's his work. We <laughs> yeah. are there just to plant a seed. That's right. Who will make the seed grow? It's the Holy Spirit. Mm. And this is our role. It's just to plant the seed. We're trying to cover in the three main languages of the Middle East and North Africa, which are the Arabic, Turkish, and Farsi. Now, you have like some dialect, you know, like in Afghanistan, Tajik and Dari, but they understand Farsi. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, like um, some other dialect in the Arab world, Amaziri, like Algeria, or Tunisia, Kabili, and, and Morocco. It's but, amazing how many languages yeah, we I, think of it amazing. as one kind of thing, but it's amazing. You've got to think of all of those languages and programming the gospel into all of them. So we focus, yes, we focus yeah. on these three languages and then like a few dialects here and there. Sure. And our heart, yes, is the young generation. If you remember your journey with Christ, 
I don't know, like, but the majority of the people came to Christ before the age of eight, 15. Yes, yeah, you, absolutely. I mean, I, I, mean was I, was, I was raised in a Christian home, but for yeah. many of my friends, you know, their first exposure to the gospel was at like a vacation Bible school or some other place where the Christian life was, was presented to a, a child. And they were, like Jesus said, That's you know, true. That's true. they're open. And we have witnessed, especially, you know, like when we hear back from children, that they are being, you know, like witnessing to their family about Jesus Christ because of what they see on television. So our heart is the young generation. Mm. We want to reach the youth in countries like Turkey, Iran, Afghanistan, you know, like the Arab world, not just through programs that are produced for their target group or target age, but also through social media. So in 2021, we we hired a director for our social media platforms and his job with the team with him and together with the Turk and the the Persian speaker, uh, Iranians mainly, is to develop programs that are produced specifically for social media. It's not taking from satellite, editing it and putting it on social media. putting it into the the format that social media is most friendly Format of social media, quick, short, straight to the point. It's very hard. You can convey a message easily you know, when you have one hour. But when you have two minutes, it's so hard. Yes. But these young people are really so gifted. I don't I'm lucky. I'm old I, now. Well, I, I can't. <laughs> I know. I have a daughter who's native in that yeah. world. And I mean, it's amazing. It's so amazing. This is our heart today. It's using, you know, like not just producing programs right. on satellite for young people, but using social media. Wow. Wow. Well, let's, let's talk about Iran and Turkey for a little bit. Sure. Because mission specialists have told us that, you know, the fastest growing church in the world is in Iran. And uh, many Americans would be surprised to hear that, I think. And, and maybe even if they've heard that, you know, Jesus is appearing to people in dreams and visions, there's not a lot of ways physically that people can get into a country like Iran to disciple and to do that. So tell me about Seth Seven's uh, perspective on that and how how you're reaching through that opportunity. When I'm uh, sometimes, you know, discouraged and down, I'm a human being. I'm like really f- so passionate about yeah. the work of the Lord. But sometimes you feel, you know, are we making a difference? Yeah. I go and read the stories that we get from our Iranian friends yes. and believers inside Iran. Yes. It's just amazing the story we hear. Yes, it's the fastest growing church in the world. Right. Maybe oppression makes people come to the Lord more. And they're, you know, like traditional culture, they believe a lot in visions and jinnies and, you know, spirits. So God is using this to reveal himself to them. And also satellite television is playing a big role because, you know, it's uncensored. Yes. So far, you know, like you remember like a couple of months ago or maybe like more when all the revolution took place and demonstration in the street. They shut down the Internet. We couldn't, you know, like reach them through Internet. But they can't shut down a satellite. Yes, they cannot. (laughs) They couldn't. So we could always, you know, um, talk to them, encourage them, be there for them through satellite. And... uh, it's amazing, you know, back to the stories. I'll just give you one example. This lady, she lives in Tehran, in Iran. She wrote to us saying, I became a Christian because of your programs. Wow. I don't know any church to go to. Wow. I'm isolated in my home. Wow. But you became a church. My church. In my home, you became a church. So when you pray on the screen yeah. with Sat7 Pars program, I pray with you. When you worship on the screen, I worship with you. 
And I pray one day, my dear friend in Sat 7, I'll see you in person. And when I see you in person, I will bow down and wash your feet and tell you, thank you for what you're doing to the isolated believers like me wow. in Tehran. Rita, that is, that is beautiful. That's so beautiful. And it's so real because, you know, the, the power of, of the technology to reach into someone's home at their invitation. They turn on the television. They're the ones who, you know, open up the laptop and get on the yes. Internet. And yet, you know, it's so intimate and so personal. And really, there's no other alternative. Like she said, there's, there's no church in, in her town. There's no, uh, even if she were to go as a Muslim background believer, she's going to find opposition, you know, s- suspicion, and maybe some of those things that make it difficult to fellowship with, uh, with other believers. But nobody's opposing her in her living room. <laughs> no, that's true. And, it's beautiful. And the role of the children, all this, you know, like in the turmoil in Iran. Yeah. Well, these children now, you know, like back in you know, like 2021 with Taliban, Afghanistan, and the children in Iran heard what's happening in Afghanistan. So they were phoning in and said seven parts. I said, we want to pray for the children in Afghanistan. Wow. Powerful prayers. And these are, you know, like children. Yeah. The tradition mm-hmm. is... Shia, mm-hmm. they're praying for the Afghanis who are Sunni. The majority of the, you know, they are Sunni. <laughs> wow. They're praying yeah. for protection, for praying for girls, you know, yeah. like proper education. For women, for right. Praying yes. for that the people will know, you know, wow. Jesus Christ. It's yeah. so powerful to hear these, you know, like prayers. Go, you know, like to YouTube and hear them. Yeah. And because of that, also, I mean, we have them also on Set 7 Plus on this, you know, like uh, yeah, uh, the, app. Right. And uh, the, the, the beauty in all this that you see that this, the future generation, yeah. this is like the people that they're going to like change the Middle East tomorrow. Amen. That's why we are passionate to reach children and youth. Amen. Amen. Well, I can tell you from, from my background, um, you know, working with persecuted believers throughout the Middle East region, the greater Middle East, including Iranians, including Afghanis, including Turkish and Lebanese and all of the region, one of the most uh, important uh, dimensions for um, encouraging those believers is relationship and being able to speak, you know, into their situation and to uh, to recognize that God is using. Yes, He's using dreams and visions. The what I would call the most ancient means of bringing people to know Jesus. You know, Paul yes, and amen. you know others. Yes, that's, yes. that's the that's the, we can always go back and you know we go back to the Old Testament and we can go Samuel. You know, and hearing God in a dream. You know, and yet. Sat seven, the internet represents the most modern means, the most technologically advanced. I mean, it takes a rocket ship to put a satellite up there. <laughs> it takes, you know, the most industrialized nations in the world to put the internet uh, in in the homes uh, throughout the region, and and yet God is using both of these things. Extremely important that we provide the discipleship, the underpinning, the 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 biblical foundation for belief to people who have had a dream or a vision. And, and I love that uh, unity there. I, I recall a story from Egypt of a, of a woman who had come to faith. Uh, she had a very uh, prominent position in, uh, in the broadcast industry. It wasn't Sat7, but it was in the Egyptian broadcast system. And uh, she began to have dreams of Jesus. She went to a church uh, there in Cairo and uh, came to faith. Uh, through her, her daughters came to faith. But her husband was a physician who worked in Saudi Arabia and uh, would come back on a regular basis. 
And uh, she was very nervous when he would come back uh, because, you know, she's now a believer in, in Jesus and Isa. And, you know, this is uh, uh, a huge possibility that this could be a break in their marriage. He comes home and puts a suitcase down and she says, well, let me unpack it for you. And, you know, very nicely goes to the, the bedroom and in the bedroom, she sees material from a satellite broadcast in Saudi Arabia, in Arabic, about Jesus. And uh, he comes in and he goes, ah, so you, you found my material. Wow. And she, she goes, yes. She goes, I met Jesus while you were gone. Oh, and uh, nice. to me, the, the, the power of satellite broadcasts are that this is what God is using to transmit truth when, when governments try to shut it out, when uh, false religions try to uh, uh, denigrate it. And people are coming, they're being encouraged. But not only do you tell the story of believers and, and minister to them, you, you actually tell the story of, of what they're going through. Like you, you had some stories we were talking about just briefly yesterday from Turkey after the earthquake, right? I mean, this is, tell me what you've been hearing from that. Well, this is also another goal that Set7 is trying to focus on the coming two years at okay. least, is to go out from the studio and meet the people. Mm. Just be with them. Sure. You don't need to preach the gospel over their head. Just be with them. Right. Uh, help them. And this is what happened you know, during the earthquake in Turkey. I encouraged the team, hey, go to, you know, like uh, Antakya uh, in Iskandarun, you know, like the neighboring, you know, yeah. like where the earthquake took place. And uh, they were a bit, you know, like nervous in the beginning because we're Christian broadcasters. Yeah, right. But they said, let's go. And we went there. It was a team that they were four or five people, but they were devastated. I mean, you will not believe, you know, like Can't the imagine. destruction there. Yeah. And what they did is covered the activity of the church. So they cook for them, give them clothes, you know, like talk about the devastation of the churches there because the huge population of the church, the national or, you know, like um, historical church is in that place, in, yeah. in Antioch. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, most, first, most Americans, you told me yesterday, don't realize that Antioch it's in Turkey is actually Antioch yes, in the it's scripture. Antioch. It's Antioch, you know, where <laughs> the, the Christian first called Christians, yes. you know, it's Antioch. Uh, and then people who they were serving them, I mean, they were serving, they're Muslims. So they're wondering, who are these people who are serving us? Oh, the church. Oh, you know, like uh, the Christians. And it's amazing, the response. I mean, one particular man said, the government, you know, like didn't come. Nobody came to rescue us. We're living in the streets. But the people who came to help us are the Christians. Wow. They're the people that we thought that the enemies or the enemy of the state, they came and helped us. And I'm going to tell you now that I am ashamed to be a Muslim. I just want to be a Christian <laughs> because, you know, like I saw the love of these people, the church, the Christians yes. towards not Christians, but people that are not same religion as them, yeah. the, the Muslims. It's amazing. And it's so powerful when you can demonstrate the love of Jesus in practical ways it adds depth and substance to the message, to the teaching, to the encouragement the, and the discipleship. It's love and practice. Yeah, and I, and I love the fact that you minister into the region, in those teaching areas, in the language of the people that are there, and that you also, you tell us the stories of what God is doing uh, in this area. And, you know, so many of the, the testimonies that you get are encouraging to us because we care about the neighbors, the, all of these countries of the greater Middle East. We care about uh, and are passionate about what God's plan is to bring hope and restoration. I know 
Joel had a, a conversation with an Iranian believer uh, on our program a few episodes ago where they talked about the promises to Iran, to Persia, to place Christ's throne. Now, we know that Christ is going to rule from Jerusalem, but if he's putting his throne in Persia, <laughs> that's a good sign that God cares about these things. And, you know, so many of the places uh, in the Scripture, God talks about his, his deep love, uh, both in the Old Testament, of course, for the people of the entire region. Uh, how God uh, has has deep compassion on countries like Iraq, like Nineveh. He's spared. Uh, why? Because he has deep compassion on all of the peoples. And I think it's so important to the Joshua Fund that we continue to to align with and partner with organizations like yours that that stand in the place to to bring hope, to bring healing, to bring redemption uh, into the lives of people in in devastated and, and and struggling areas. I mean, we could go on. We could probably talk about you know, a dozen countries right now where Sat7 is having a profound, yeah. profound impact. But I really appreciate, you know, like your heart and passion. Uh, I know that the focus, your main focus is Israel, but you have a heart and passion for the Middle East and North Africa. Always been. And again, as I said, there are people, maybe they're portrayed in the West, oh, terrorists, you know, like this and that. You have the, you always hear the gloomy picture of the Middle East. But if you go and visit, you see that there are people like me and you. I know. They want to live in dignity. They want to live in peace. They want to raise their children, let yes. them go to school, education, good work. And a lot of people, they're not resistant, but they don't know. Absolutely. And here comes... Joshua Fon, Sat7, you know, like another ministry to make God love visible. Amen. Amen. It is a visibility of, of bringing the good news, the gospel in flesh. You know, um, I think a Christian leader, I can't remember who it was, said, you know, some people will never meet another Jesus except you with your skin on. And I think it's really important that we represent Jesus just like in Antioch, the Christians were first called little Christs. I love that. Uh, uh, you know, and I know there are some people who are wanting to get away from that because it, it's associated with, you know, uh, oppression or some other things. But truly, if we are little Jesuses to the people in these uh, places, uh, especially the greater Middle East, uh, you know, and, and, and part of Joel's ministry is also connecting the dots uh, from a world history and prophetic perspective. Mm -hmm. So we know that God's plan for the nations uh, of Persia and Turkey is, is both from the past, what God has done with them. All of the Arab nations are mentioned, you know, as we know, Egypt and, of course, even Sudan. And, you know, uh, all of these nations have, you know, maybe different names in the Bible, but they're all the people groups that are there. And God's passion and, and, and blessing is for them. And we know that they figure greatly in the last times and in the prophetic things. So the more that we can actually bring people to know Jesus, the more that we can partner with like Sat7 to, to bring the gospel into these places in, in compelling and powerful ways, Amen. the more people that will be with us when Jesus returns. Amen. 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 I want to say something oh, sure. just because I'm Lebanese. Yes. You know that the temple of God was built from our cedar trees in Lebanon? Yes, <laughs> I know. I can't wait to, I can't wait to, in, in the new Jerusalem, in the new temple, to have those cedars the of cedar Lebanon. Cedar trees. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, Rita, Manir, it's been such a pleasure talking with you today and, and to just hearing, you know, just how God is using uh, a ministry like Sat7 to, to bring hope. Uh, healing, uh, discipleship, and the hands and feet of Jesus to people all around uh, the region who need it. So thank you for, for being Pray our for partner us. and thank you for being our friend. Amen.
Pray for us. Uh, that's Pray right. For us. And I want to have some good Lebanese food with you, your team. Please. Okay. You know, like extended invitation. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. God bless you. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you'd like to learn more about the Joshua Fund, you can visit our website at joshuafund.com. And there you can learn about what we're doing in the greater Middle East to bless Israel and the other countries like Iran, like Turkey, like all of the neighboring countries to Israel in the name of Jesus and how you can participate in the healing work we're doing in the region. And as always, you check out our show notes for anything you heard on this program that you'd like more information on. For Joel Rosenberg, I'm Carl Muller. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Episode. Hi, this is Joel Rosenberg, founder and chairman of the Joshua Fund, and I've got exciting news. In 2023, I'm inviting you, on behalf of our entire board and staff, to come to the Holy Land. Come to Israel on a next prayer and vision tour. This is the 75th anniversary of the prophetic rebirth of the modern state of Israel back in 1948. And what is God doing here? It's amazing, spiritually, economically, in so many ways. There's been so much growth, so much progress, but the best is yet to come. And we want you to see it. We want you to walk where Jesus walked. We want you to see where the apostles ministered. We want you to see where people's lives were transformed by the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. We want you to see this city where Jesus died and rose again and where he's coming back, I hope soon. But in the meantime, come to Israel with the Joshua Fund. You can learn more about the trip, the itinerary, the cost, all the details at joshuafund.com. But sign up quickly because I think this thing is going to fill up fast. The Prayer and Vision Tour of Israel the fall of 2023. I hope to see you there. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.